All right, welcome back to All Packed Up. Uh, this week, we're talking camping. All uh, three of us in here, myself, Coleman, Kansas, Brian. That sounded like four people. Myself, Coleman, Kansas, and Brian. Yeah. Myself, comma, Coleman. Comma. No. <laughs> myself, <laughs> who is? No, it's Coleman. Me, Coleman. I, who art, Coleman. <laughs> we, uh, we all three have... Uh, somewhat different perspectives on uh camping um by no means are our uh opinions on it the you know the right way to do it necessarily but um absolutely not a pro depends on who you are if you're brian it's definitely not the way to do it well (laughs) what's gonna happen is we're gonna we're for everybody that's watching the video of this podcast, you're going to see us have a major arm wrestling competition to determine which way of camping is the best. And mm-hmm. if you're not tuned into the video, then you're going to miss out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no video. <laughs> yeah, we're not videoing this one. Um, Surprise. No video. To, to give a little backstory, Brian, and you can tell more about this, but Brian and his wife um, went on quite the trip this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give too much too much too many details yeah do you want Um, me to give the details yeah 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 tell us a little bit why you're even doing it i do but i think we should say there's different types of camping there's there's uh oh yeah sleeping under the stars like a cowboy uh camping hell yeah like in a bedroll yep there's ground tent camping uh there's technically like hammock tent hammock tent type camping now sure uh there's rooftop tents, which have been very popular for quite some time. There's uh, truck camping, which is a slide-in truck camper. It could be a pop top or a hard top. They also call them, call them uh, uh, cowboy campers because a lot of cowboys that are in the circuit pulling a horse trailer have one in the bed of the truck. And then there's uh, other types of RVs. There's pullables which are pull trailers, which is what Brian's going to tell you a little bit about. There are also drivables and all sorts of different classes, which are, um, you know, vans to big motorhomes and motor coaches. And yeah. then, um, uh, and then there's also just car camping. Um, sometimes, you know, with a mattress or with just a sleep pad or what have you. So mm-hmm. a lot of different, a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah. Sure. Everyone's got their thing, man. Everyone's got their thing. So why don't you tell us about your, your uh, pre-child trip. Pre-child trip. Mm. Yeah. So, me and my wife. And I actually don't know any of this, by the way. So oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'll just tell you about it. Um, in 2022, winter of 2022, I somehow convinced my wife uh, that we needed to get out of our house and buy a camper and uh, travel, travel the world. Uh, before we started a family. And so um, we uh, we bought a camper. It's called a Black Series, and we bought their 27-foot model called the HQ-21. Pretty badass little campers. Um, I'm going to give a plug for Brian. It's for sale right now. If you're oh, yeah. So um, you can reach out to the... Fast forward, we're home, and we don't need it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we actually did about five months, over 20,000 miles and 31 states in this thing. Um, I'm a 
photographer and a cinematographer. So we were following some uh, professional bike races, cycling, mountain biking, and gravel. And so for, um, uh, for Lifetime, not the TV channel. Lifetime, the athletic brand, I guess. They have like Lifetime Fitness and stuff. And So anyways, we did bike series for them. And we decided you know, to just drive to all of them in our camper. And so we did, and that took us all over the place. Like I said, 31 states and um, a lot of a lot of fun memories in that thing. But um, certainly, certainly I feel like any sort of long-term camping, you have your work cut out for you because it's not like going home. Even if, even if you're in an indoor or, a, you know, it's not like there's much room in that thing. There's like, I think the floor space was like 50 square feet of like stepping mm. floor space. But the idea is really that you're outside and this is really yeah. just a place to escape, to go to sleep yeah, or get out of weather um, and have definitely. some amenities that are coming with you anyways, right? Yeah, no, definitely. That was one of the things that when you, if you buy a black series, kind of what you're, you're kind of trading spaciousness for being able to get off the beaten paths. There's no slide outs or anything. So like what you got is what you got. It's like, you know, nine feet wide or something, mm-hmm. you know, nine feet wide and 27 feet long. So, uh, you're definitely, you know, trading the spaciousness to be able to get out of, get out of town and yeah. get down some dirt roads that not a lot of people can, venture off to with, with a with camper bigger rigs with a camper yeah really and the cool thing about the black series was um my limiting factor was just my vehicle my truck hmm. and so i really felt like wherever i could get my truck into i could get my camper you know of course there's a height limit because the camper's taller than my truck but it's pretty so this uh, trailer can go places because it's got higher ground clearance yeah torsional axles so yeah all independent suspension yeah there's there's yeah i guess if an axle is the bar that goes across the yep there's no axle yeah so i don't know what you call that but it's all independent suspension um it it did almost break on the way back from the northeast which was what happened terrifying well we do we do about the drive from um Arcadia National Park to Marble Falls, Texas is like 30 hours or something like that. And we get to Waco and I look underneath the camper just to inspect in the in the bolt that secures the suspension arm to the frame has been sheared off at the like at the bolt head. It's crazy. It's just hanging on. Luckily, there's two, so we got it. We got it to a property and parked it, and then drove the rest of the way with no camper. <laughs> but well, it was a little sketch. Golly. But nothing happened. Luckily, nothing happened. But uh, yeah, it was a. It was certainly a good time. And the camper, I think that was the only way that it would have worked because it was me and my wife and two dogs, and my wife was uh, was pregnant at the time. Yeah, we got home and. We got home when she was seven months pregnant, so mm. she did a lot what a, of... What a trooper to be oh, she's living a, on the road in a camper oh, with dude. you. Oh, oh, man. I can't believe it. She's a champ. She's a champ. 
because um, it definitely was not always glamorous. Black water, gray water. Yeah. Oh, mm. man. All the water. Uh, dogs. So, oh, dirty so, dogs. So what do you like about um, about the trailer? The trailer. That type of camping. That and type that of type camping, of, yeah. I liked the trailer aspect. You know, we looked at vans. We looked at, you know, motor home type, RV type, you know, travel rigs. Drivables. Drivables, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but we liked the trailer because it allowed you to drop the trailer if you just wanted to if you wanted to be free from the camper, you could just drive away from it. So you leave it in one place for leave a week it in one place. And have the vehicle to go explore. Yeah, exactly. And I've got yeah, I've got F two fifty, so lots of space in there, you know, if we needed, you know, storage and stuff. And so um that's kinda why initially we looked at trailers because you know everyone everyone has the sprinter vans and stuff and that's great you know those are super cool but you know we are also (sighs) we're also not in it for the long haul but we were in it for long enough where we wanted to be pretty comfortable yeah i know people live in their vans full time but you know more power to you but we wanted just a little more space and so i think that is one aspect you know being able to disconnect, you know, your vehicle and go off into town or something. We spent a lot of time in Wyoming in the Jackson area. Um, and, you know, it was nice to just unhook in Bridger Teton National Forest and just drive into town and, you know, go get a coffee or something. You know, we would go to dinner. You know, escape we'd, the escape. We'd escape the escape. Yeah, go get a nice dinner or something every now and then. And so... That aspect was nice being able to disconnect, but also that is nice. The trailer, like a, like a mountain oyster dinner. Yeah, you know, like something seafood. Something <laughs> when you're in Bridger Teton, we would go eat a, you know, two hundred dollar meal and go back to our twenty seven foot travel trailer, like we <laughs> <laughs> where we belong. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's one aspect, and then just the escaping the elements it's not a four season camper by any means it's not winterized it's not super insulated and so uh you know i wouldn't say it you're not taking this thing to montana in the winter or something but it did offer you know we were caught in a few storms you know when we were on the road and driving and just you know we were camped up and it was nice to have like a very secure comfortable space where you could spread out you know, you weren't cramped up in your van, and every time you stepped outside of your van, you were in the mud. You know, if you were in the mud, you know, you could get into the camper, wash your feet off in one space, and then be clean in another space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, space aspect was really nice. Um, certainly, one downfall of those campers is that they're super heavy. It's a 27-foot camper and dry weight's like 7,000 pounds or something. And so, you know, loaded down, you know, wet would be, you know, with water and gear and everything that we were living as, you know, close to 8,000, 8,500 pounds. That's pretty heavy. And so you can get stuck pretty easily. Going uphill was difficult sometimes. Um, just, just, that's just a lot of weight pulling you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was certainly a, a con. Um, but, man, I don't think we could have done it. 
truck camping. You know, this is just us. But I don't yeah. think we could have done it truck camping. I don't think we could have done it in a van. Um, in a tent. We weren't that hardcore. <laughs> we weren't. Yeah, we weren't tent hardcore. Um, but I think we we enjoyed. Yeah, because it has a shower. It has a it has yeah. A it has a full shower. You know, it doesn't have. It's not a wet bath, so it's independent shower. Um, you know, good it's, amenities. It's not a what a. A wet, a wet bath is like when your toilet is in the shower. Gotcha. It's interesting. We looked at their toy hauler version and opened up the bathroom and you know, it was a wet bath. We we're like, where's the shower head? And I picked up the sink nozzle. Or like the, just kept going. the nozzle just stretched <laughs> up and that's when my wife, Chase, was like, No. We're not doing this one. Yeah, we're, not that. we're not drying off the whole bathroom after each shower so that we can go back in later and wash our hands before <laughs> yeah, dinner. So. Now I, overall, I think that was the way for us. That was the only way it could have happened if it was a camper or a, you know, some sort of, I'm not saying yeah. black series all the way, but that sort of camping for us, two dogs, two people, we desired, you know, some sort of comfort, um, what were the limitations of, of it? You mentioned it was heavy. Heavy. Um, we did get stuck. Um, for those of you listening, there's a super sick spot. I'm not going to tell you exactly where it is, but it's in the Bridger Teton National Forest, and you overlook the Grand uh, Tetons. Um, I mean, you're as the crow flies, you can't be more than five miles from the Tetons, and you get a, I'd say, probably the best view of the Tetons and I'll let people can use their maps if they really care. And, but you are right across <laughs> the valley from the Tetons. Uh, and we, let's see how many times we can say Tetons, 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 <laughs> Tetons. Um, we got stuck up there one time because it rained a bunch, it ran into this weird summer storm and it like actually snowed on us. Anyways, the way I parked the camper was in a way that it was on a, it was horizontally on a decline, if that makes sense. So you've got the decline and the camper was long ways, you know, perpendicular again, to, perpendicular it, to, to the, the downhill yeah, slope. Gotcha. Um, but it wasn't insane. It wasn't a lot, but, uh, it got so wet and muddy that my truck couldn't pull the camper out because it was so heavy is mm. my, is my assumption. Um, and it was just so slick, obviously. And if it was, you know, if it was dry, we could have gotten out. But the weight and the, the moisture and the, you know, the sludge and stuff just made it where we couldn't get out. We had to get it pulled out by another guy. And um, so the weight is definitely a downfall. But they're not all that heavy. Yeah, they're not all that heavy. That frame, the frame is ridiculous on that thing. It's not super... all black series are that heavy. Well, not all campers. Oh, oh, well, gotcha. Um, but certainly not all black series are that heavy. Okay. Um, but just campers in general, I, I think that's for that size, for that length, and the fact that it doesn't have any slide outs, I think that's a pretty heavy mm. camper for that size and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, I think the only other downfalls were just kind of um, related to just the one we chose. You know, like it's not the longest by any means. There's certainly ones with more space, you know, but the downfall of the one we chose was because we wanted the ability to get off the beaten path yeah. a little bit more. So we chose, we chose to give up space and luxury 
for ruggedness, durability. How long would it take you to set up camp? Well, at the beginning, it would take me. No, no, but once you figured it out. Well, in the beginning, 30 to 45 minutes to set up everything, get the jacks down, level it out, yada, yada. But then by the end of it, I could have us unhooked and in the camper in 20 minutes. That's pretty 15, good. 20 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, you learn that you should not unhook the trailer before you uh, <laughs> look at the uh, the bubble mm-hmm. for your, your balance. Yeah. Or your you know, the way that you're leaned or what are your angle? Yeah. Uh, that took me a few reminders to leveler leveler. I think it's the leveler. That is the word I'm looking for. Um, that's still pretty fast though. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely got, I wouldn't consider myself a pro, but I definitely got, uh, pretty good at it. And then once you get all your junk spread out all over your campsite and you're there for a week or something, how long would it take you when you're like, all right, let's pack this thing up. Like now you got to like reel everything back in. Yeah. I guess it just depended. You know, I think the longest we were in once one camp spot, because you got to remember you have 60 gallons of like general water, which is you think shower, sink, toilet, whatever. And then you have 16 gallons of filtered water, which is out of a separate nozzle that is like specifically for drinking. Um, of course we would just use that to clean dishes and stuff too. Um, so our, because y'all didn't drink water. So you just would use the filtered water for other stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, we weren't drinking 16 gallons of water over the course of four days or something. So, you know, we would, we'd be able to use it and we'd have, you know, other drinks and stuff. Yeah. So, but, uh, our biggest limiting factor for staying out for long periods of time is water. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only stay out so long you know, and still use, you know, we'd shower every couple of days. Um, if we were feeling, you yeah. know, grimy, if we were feeling real good and we just want to say, screw it, you know, we'd shower maybe, you know, every other day. <laughs> uh, but I think the longest we stayed out in one spot was four days in this super cool spot again in the Bridger Teton national forest, um, South, what, there's like a main highway that goes along the Snake River, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like on the south, like southeast of Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a ton of really cool national forest uh, camping camping grounds there. They, of course, if you don't know national forest, you just go, you just go find a spot and just go. I'm sure there's a few limitations depending on the location, the the national forest itself. But for the most part, you can just go and just camp and just pick a spot so our limiting factor would be water and so i think the longest we stayed out was you know four days four or five days in one spot and we got pretty spread out then so it would take you know we had we had an outdoor kitchen that was connected to the camper and then we would have you know we'd bring out the coolers and you know we'd set out like a little outdoor mat yeah and stuff you know so it probably took I don't know, 45 minutes to get everything wrangled in. Cause you know, you're all relaxed. You kind of make, yeah. kind of make yourself at home. And so, yeah. uh, but I mean, just sometimes we'd be there for a day and we wouldn't even unhook, mm-hmm. you know, we just level it out and sleep and we sleep. Oh, that's a pretty cool spot. And then we'd be like, let's move on to the next or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, change of scenery. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that compare to when you go 
Because you do tent hunting when you're camping and stuff, right? Tent yes. camping when you're hunting? Tent camping when I'm hunting. Yeah. <laughs> tent hunting when I'm camping. Did I say tent hunting? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> tent camping when I'm hunting. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you know, I kind of thought I would want to use this camper for that, but tent camping's way easier. Yeah. Way less to worry about. Definitely more comfortable in a camper, but usually I like going with friends and you're not going to squish four dudes into this thing. Yeah. Smelly and gross. And so but you can squeeze them into a little tent. You can definitely squeeze them into a little tent. <laughs> and because there's almost like a understanding, you know, you get into the camper, you understand, Oh, we're going to be comfortable mm-hmm. when you get to a tent yeah. and it's 20 degrees and snowing in Colorado. You're like, Oh, we're not going to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you just all kind of share, you accept it. I'll just yeah. kind of share the, the mentality. Yeah. Um, I also just like the tent camping aspect when you're hunting. It feels primal. Primal. It feels like you're more in the in the thick of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean, I hate the cold. Hate the cold. It's my worst cold yeah. cold weather and cold water are the worst things ever. And so if it's cold outside, it's never fun. So when you think about the difference in tent camping, I know that there are two different operations in the way that you experience them, but like when you think about setup, did you think I'll have this trailer, it'll be easier and faster because everything's there. Were you surprised by how long it takes you to set it up? It was certainly sometimes a pain in the butt to, to set it up and I didn't really know. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, to be completely honest. We got into it. Uh, we kind of, I wouldn't say jumped the gun because it was a great decision. I'm super happy that we did it. But we definitely jumped the gun on the purchase and the the lifestyle because uh, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. And so, uh, of course, it was a huge learning curve for setup and what you needed to do. I mean, like I said, I would... I would get to a campsite and park the trail and unhook it and then realize it was super unlevel. Yeah. And I'd be trying to balance it with these jacks, which are really only meant to stabilize it. You can balance it out a little bit with it if you need to make little adjustments. But for the most part, they're just there to stabilize. Sounds like there could be a good uh, start to and how to first set up your trailer video. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. Before that guy gets sold. I hope it gets sold so fast. Me too. I hope it gets sold so fast for you also. I hope one of our listeners buys it, and I hope that... Yeah, if uh, you in, in contact... Week, in the week prior to you If you contact Pat Millen so that you listen to it, if you're, you're inquiring about the trailer because you heard it on here, we'll give you a little discount. But... Uh, Throw in a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> buy this camper for 75 grand. We'll give you a sweet swag pack worth... I I think for me, I started, my camping was, uh, sort of backpack camping. Really. I'm trying to think my mom took me, took me camping a couple times when I was a kid. Well, I say a couple times that might not be right. Maybe, maybe only once I can specifically think of a time going to, uh, Brazos Bend state park where all the alligators are south of Houston and 
camping for like a birthday party or something out there. Mm. And I feel like I did that maybe more than that one time, but as I try to recall my memories, I'd, that might be the only one. Um, so then really it was sort of college and doing some backpacking with friends and um, camping down by the river. I actually, at my prom, and I'm now re- I'm now reliving some of these memories as they're coming to mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Kansas had prom memories. At at prom, uh, I won some package. You know, you have, you gamble chips or whatever, and and I got a camping package. And it was oh, like wow. an REI tent and a sleeping bag and a sleep pad and some other stuff. And I was super fired up about it. So then I went to college in St. Marcus. And so I'd go camp on the rivers all around here all the time, which was super fun. I remember Heck, one yeah. time actually camping off of 337 over at this rock and R on the east side of New Braunfels. And uh, some crazy storm came through and I'm asleep. And I used to sleep with my hands underneath my head on my back all the time. And uh, I don't as much anymore because I'm getting old in my shoulders and you know, all ages, that stuff. But, ages, Sean. but I remember it was a torrential, torrential downpour. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember waking up in my arm felt like like that shoulder and that part of my arm underneath the right side of my body felt like it was kind of on a waterbed. And what had happened is the storm had rained so much. I was kind of in this runoff area where my tent was, and it had eroded underneath my tent. No way. And that corner of my tent was actually floating, but I was totally dry, which was amazing. <laughs> and my friends had these old 1980, like, stick tents and stuff that they were had borrowed from their – dads and stuff their bags were soaking wet oh, the inside God. of the tents were soaking wet they were freezing and miserable yeah. and i woke up like oh didn't y'all sleep great this is amazing <laughs> it's kind of one of those first experiences of oh this is what great gear can really provide is you can enjoy yourself in this outdoor experience oh yeah and um that same group of friends we went to Pisgah national forest for a trip and did some backpacking and camping and stuff and then a friend of mine's family has property in Colorado and we used to hike up into the national forest and uh, camp out up above the tree line, which is pretty fun and mm. summited some stuff. And, uh, and so I, that has really been the, my primary deal is like backpacking tent camping. And I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. And, um, and at some point, you know, this rooftop tent sort of thing well let me back up we had kids and i also was take them tent camping and we'd sort of figured out how to do that we'll have to do a video on that too which would be good and have a conversation about taking kids camping um taking tents camping or taking 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 little oliver taking tents kids camping tent kids taking those kids tents camping uh and uh i thought man it'd be great to have one of these rooftop tents because it'd be easier to take my right kids camping and pop-up tent and all this probably the campsite and everything and uh the reality is that it's not really any easier (laughs) and you have this big thing that you're hauling around and you got to store it if you don't want it on your vehicle all the time and and opening it and all that sort of thing because i sort of suspected that i'd be able to keep all the pillows and the blankets and all the stuff up there there. but you you can't pop something is yours a pop-up it's a fold open Fold open. But it has a mattress, which that piece of it's nice. But um, you can't you can't really keep pillows unless they're thin pillows. And you can keep you some blankets because you got to close it. Yeah. And, uh, and it becomes tough. And so, I mean, the last camping trip we did prior to getting a rooftop tent, we had boated out to this island off the coast of Mississippi and popped up a tent 
but I brought an air mattress with me mm. so that I could actually sleep better through the night, which is, uh, uh, what'd you say earlier? Primal. It's not very primal to, <laughs> to bring an air pump and an air mattress on a boat 12 miles offshore to an Island and sleep on the air mattress. No it's, it's pretty silly, but I, <laughs> awesome. I was excited about actually sleeping good, you know, just old and back and all that stuff. Y'all will, if you don't understand, you will one day <laughs> for our listeners. And um, and we ended up having this major storm that came through that wasn't supposed to come through. There's not supposed there's not any weather in the forecast until the following evening. But that evening, this big storm came across the Gulf as <laughs> coastal weather will. And there was lightning and all this stuff. And no, uh, you brought your uh, inflatable mattress. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And so we're curled up in the middle of this tent, and the kids are like, "Dad, is it going to be okay?" And of course, I'm thinking we're on an island, yeah. and our tent is got metal poles in it we're the tallest thing except for these trees that are about you know 800 yards away from us and uh because we were kind of camped on this point and golly that was a trip man <laughs> the, the storm blows through and then i get out our boat had spun around and had got uh sort of stuck when it spun because of the wind oh, and no. then the waves came over the back end and totally swamped the whole boat no. and you know you end up with this like uh superman strength when you've got some weird thing going on adrenaline. endorphins that's and adrenaline strength. and all that stuff that's strange and so i lift this boat off the beach somehow and, and get it spun around and i try to get in it to start opening hatches and it feels like it's going to flip over and um and so i open these hatches and all this water and all of our stuff oh. comes out and uh and i oh. i used to keep a half sized five gallon bucket i'd cut the top you know pretty much the top half of the bucket off and I'd use it as a trash bucket. So I was able to use that to scoop water out. And then I didn't have a, an electric bilge in that. I had to manually pump water. Like my, my shoulders, my deltoids are just dying. You know, I'd pump however many times with one arm and then flip to the other and just keep going back and forth. And, you know, I, I remember bringing the kids some like LaCroix or something. I was like, here, here's some LaCroix. And like, what are you doing out there, dad? I'm like, I'm just, uh, Checking out the checking boat. on the boat, you know, whatever. And the good. whole time not, I'm thinking like we're, we're stranded, stranded on this island. We're not stranded out here, kids. And then I see in the background that there's another line of thunder and lightning that's coming towards us, but it's it looks more direct than what we've just experienced. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. And so, uh, so I get enough water out where the boat is very stable. There's nothing in the bottom of the boat. There's just still some in some of the lower hatches and. uh and fire up the motor and it works and I leave. I had a big Yeti cooler that was that I'd moved to the beach itself. I took that off, put the kids right in front of the console and their life jackets. I was like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go back now. They're like, Why? It's like it's like four in the morning or something. Whoa. It's totally dark. Oh, you didn't say And uh, this is in the middle of the this night. It's all in the yeah. middle of the night. Yeah, all yeah. in the middle of the Holy night. Holy moly. And uh, I leave the tent and the uh golden air mattress <laughs> and uh and I'd pulled the kids on an inner tube all the way out there. I left the inner tube and I left our anchors and everything you on the beach. You pulled the kids 12 miles yeah, on they an loved inner tube? It. 12 miles. 12 miles. They loved it. It's <laughs> awesome. What? And uh, offshore. It's pretty great. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds bumpy. And so. You know, uh, you drag that bait for the certain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those, uh, videos, those seals, those gray whites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just. It's not shark week stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we go back to the Harbor 
and I call my wife, you know, and she's heard the thunder and lightning and she's nervous about us. And she meets us there and she's crying. And, you know, we let all the kids out and we go sleep at the house. And then the next day I go got in the boat and went out there and, and, uh, I thought our tent was going to be gone and trash, but the water came all the way up to the tent. You could see the erosion line. So no like, way. who knows what would happen with the boat and all that stuff with the storm. And, um, but it was quite an experience. No way. So that's a very big uh, detour to this whole camping. Yeah, the camp conversation the black series type of way camping, better out that there. It was, <laughs> was pretty awesome. And you're dragging that black series. <laughs> uh, but it was super fun. Anyway, and I thought this rooftop tent deal, and uh, and I'm very demesmerized by the rooftop. Really now, yeah. Like There's a lot of they, that's the cover delaminates like, and wears out, and bugs smash to it. And so yeah. I like to take it off because you can't drive anywhere with it up there, and it's kind of silly to be up there all the time to go camping a few times. And what do you mean you it can't takes drive just as, anywhere with it up there? Like you can't drive into parking garages. Oh, you I can't drive you. through a lot of drive-throughs and yeah, that they type make of a thing. Um, they make thinner ones now. They but make the old, some pretty nice aluminum ones these days. Yeah, they they've there's but still. You know, you right. have this thing. I mean, I think the reality is for us to go camping, we go a few times a year, maybe. Dude, and to have this thing up there all the time is kind of silly. And and so if you can easily take it on and off and it's just like you and maybe another person. Still, it's faster to set up a tent. I mean, so? when Noah and I did this backpacking trip and we had the tent, I was like, this is no way faster. So fast. Really? It takes no time to pop up tents anymore. And tents are cheaper. Tents are a lot cheaper, and <laughs> they go into a bag the size of a sleeping bag yeah, stuff sack, and you put it in your garage, and it's easy yeah. to store and all that. And so, I think for folks that probably it live look by cool Kansas, it doesn't look That's cool. Right. But it's I think for people that probably live by BLM land, you know, and they have access to public land, and they're out on a lot of weekends every month. Yeah, when you're doing, and more they than drive like out and night. they pop out. Yeah. You know that it probably makes more sense to have one that lives up there all the time. And I think if it's you're a lot tougher for us in Texas, you know, there's some of those hardcore dudes who. You know, they'll live out of those things for a couple of weeks. And if you're trying to like cover a bunch of country, yeah. you know, being able to, you know, I assume, you know, when it's just you, when it's just you, I have no experience with these things, but if it's, I feel like if it's just you and you're just trying to spend the night somewhere, is it not super easy just to pop that thing up and just go to sleep? I think with the clamshells, the answer would be yes. Yeah. The clamshells usually have some pistons. You undo a couple just, latches and it folds and open. And lock it. I think in that case, yes. Yeah. The type that I had were the old old style where you unzip the cover, flip the cover back, gotcha. slide the ladder out, use the ladder as a lever oh, arm, yeah, and you flip it open. And then, and then there was a rain fly that was attached to it and you had these poles to try to prop open the windows. And so it really took quite a lot of time to set up and, uh, and I enjoyed it and we have a lot of great memories and we went to, we camped in the hill country. We camped in big Bend ranch state park with the kids. And, um, and then I spent the fall of 2019 living out of one on top of the truck, driving all over the country, calling on dealers for pack oh, mule no. and setting up dealers. No and it was sometime during that period where I was in and out of it all the time, that unzip kind. Had it been a clamshell, which those were relatively new to the market in 2019. Uh, well, they'd been around, but not as as many of them, I that guess. Prevalent. Um, I would have probably enjoyed that a lot more. But climbing up there at night, you know, I'd end up in some park or some public land and I'd unzip this cover. And then I'd still have to, like, throw my stuff up there, my change of clothes, and pull it back. and Yeah. 
I was like, nah, I don't really enjoy this. So Gunnison and I would go somewhere. We would just sleep in the bed of the truck, Heck not yeah. even mess with the tent. It was a little bit faster and easier, which led us to car camping. Hmm. And the car camping thing, we met the guys at Luno, the team over at Luno, uh, at some trade shows. They make this inflatable mattress that's contoured to fit the back of vehicles, pickup trucks and SUVs and Subarus. And uh, I have to say, right now, that's probably my favorite quick way to do it. Yeah. You know, because I don't really have to bring a tent. It can sort of stay set up. I've already got the tent really as the vehicle, Vehicles especially cover. if it's one or two people. Yeah. I mean, well, that's all you can sleep in anyways, but right. for sure one person, cause then you still got some extra room. Yeah. And, uh, well, if you're in a, in a truck or a car. Yeah, that's right. They've got that van thing now or the front yeah. two seats can turn into. Yeah. Them, you know. And so I've enjoyed that. Uh, and I've done it a bunch with both the Tessa on our big road trip. And then with Noah on our big road trip, and then at trade shows, sleeping on them. And then you and I spent time in Colorado. You were in that Subaru, and I was in the Forerunner, uh, doing that with Greg Boydson, who had his uh, four-wheel truck camper. And uh, that's that's been a big time, uh, just because yeah. it's light and easy and nimble, and and kind of like a tent, it packs up kind of small and easy. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, it's super fast and easy. And I was going to say earlier, if if I had my way. It's a cot, man. Yeah, my cot, cot under the stars. It's all I need. It's the, quick. The, it's quick. I mean, it beats it beats y'all's tent. Just, but whoop. I'll say like the Luno mattress kind of, or the, you know, any air mattress like that, kind of reminds me of that in a way. It's just so quick, small, small. Yeah, you know, rolls up into a small ball. I do agree um, with you. A cot under the stars yeah. is the best. The only downside to it is that if you're in an area that gets has a low dew point and you hit that dew point and oh, there's yeah. humidity, you wake up soaked, yeah. covered in dew. Yeah. And that's miserable. And I've done that a handful of times. Yeah. It only really works if you're in a desert dry climate or somewhere. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very true. And that's the only place that I've done it. So yeah, it is the best. I did it in Joshua tree for like yeah. three nights in a row and yeah. loved it. Yeah. It's awesome. Good sleeping bag, you know, Yep. the cot, you know, pillow, Cots no are- pillow. Cots are pretty underrated. I have this sweet backpacking cot from King Camp. Hmm. It's like a hundred bucks off of Amazon. Hmm. And uh, it's what I used on all my hunts when I was filming. And uh, You put it ways. in the tent? Oh yeah, dude. It's it folds into a it folds into a package that's, you know, six inches in diameter and huh. maybe sixteen, eighteen inches long. Huh. It's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah, I just use it. It's comfortable too. I just like, use it. You you pair it with a nice, uh, like inflatable, like mattress pad. Yeah. Um, you've got yourself a pretty slick little setup. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had my way, that would be it. Yeah. But um, sleeping, yeah, sleeping under the stars is. I actually just did that for the first time. I don't know how long, in Mexico. It's awesome. I hadn't slept. I slept so good yeah it is something but it just must be something about you know the stars the, south know, of the, the border you man. know something something down there in the water yeah. makes you sleep better that's what they say <laughs> something like that something about that yeah uh yeah sleeping on the stars is mm-hmm. under primal primal Come on totally primal The other thing that I'm pretty interested in trying is that old, you know, the old 
cowboy bedroll type of oh, camping, hey. which is yeah. So instead of hauling a cot, the, the bedroll has like a an air mattress. So kind of like when you go backpacking, you have an air mattress that you can self inflate or whatever. And there's a company called uh, Bull Kelp Bedrolls mm. that's it's got some for cowboys and some for surfers and some for some spell it out bull kelp bull like the animal b-u-l-l and then kelp Kelp. like the vegetation in the ocean k-e-l-p and um i'm pretty fascinated by it and have considered ordering one the the cool thing about some of them is that they've got the waterproof covering so your sleeping Mm -hmm. bag goes inside of it and you've got an air mattress that all rolls up protected and so so if it is dewy you're protected except for your face that's one thing i haven't really thought through uh, i don't camp as much wait, in real f- dewy areas as much as i used to especially now that i live in the hill country but um yeah. and i go west so much when it doesn't I, cover you completely i think it's you know just comes up to your shoulders kind I of gotcha. a deal they, they there may be an option for it there's but I this seen one. company called canvas cutter and they make this bedroll that you crawl into sort of same thing but it zips completely up i believe it's completely waterproof you just put it on the ground yeah and completely airproof through too or something uh-huh how do you breathe <laughs> yeah how know. do you zip i haven't tried it the <laughs> canvas thing over, over your face. face but they have uh, like a little it's like a little tent thing and you stick it up and it elevates the canvas the, the shell yeah so that you can lay completely in it yeah there's some bivy sacks uh that kind of do that yeah it's like you a bivy it's, yeah, I it's basically like closest a, closest to that yeah um but i still love the idea of of just a just a just a bedroll. Yeah. Un- unzip it and crawl in, go to sleep. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited about trying that at some point. Um, but the other thing is the truck camper, which Coleman and I also have a lot of experience in. <laughs> uh, when when I got phased out of the uh, rooftop tent stuff, just because I, felt, I honestly felt like at some point being in that thing as many months as I was on and off and, and late at night unzipping that thing and folding it open and climbing up there again, this is the big fold open ones. I started getting nervous that like, I'm going to be out in one of these campsites at 11 o'clock at night opening this thing. I'm a fall and something's going to happen. Yeah. Which is also how I developed the pack mule. I didn't like loading stuff up on the roof. I was nervous trying to put them in those big plastic boxes. I was going to slip and fall at some point. Yeah. Uh, Side safety note, ladders are the number one cause of injury in both the work and the home place because people take them for granted and they climb up and they get too tall and they don't get them situated and they don't have somebody hold them. Center gravity comes off. It only takes about six feet to fall and uh, break something and head injuries. I know I worked with somebody whose husband used to rebuild classic cars uh, like nuts and bolts, rebuild them and was changing a light bulb and hit his head fallen off of ladder and had to sell his his corvette that he was in the middle of rebuilding because he couldn't his brain didn't work anymore so pretty pretty real deal and Uh i was of course in construction for a long time and that was the number one safety thing so we're real real big on safety for that 2020 there were 161 fatal work injuries from which ladders were the source no way. crazy 5.8 percent decline from 2019 though so oh that's good they got the word out yeah yeah but that's incredible to that's, think. You don't think about people dying off no, ladders, no, no, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah you see it a lot as people think it's pretty funny. Yeah, falling off a ladder, yeah. but apparently yeah. it's not. 
I mean, people are scared of sharks. Hey, man. You know? Yeah, I bet less people die every year oh, by sharks and ladders, right? Yeah. Sharks and ladders? Pesky, Shoots and ladders. Pesky ladders. Uh, but so I bought that uh, truck camper, um, a four-wheel truck camper, and I've really, really enjoyed that. It does take about an hour to get installed into the truck. Backing underneath it is is tough. Very precise. It takes a while because you only have about an, maybe an inch or three quarters of an inch on either side, and you got to square the truck up to it exactly. It's be and you're you're backing up eight feet trying to keep the truck exactly square on it. Yeah. And then uh, and then you lower the jacks and turnbuckle it uh, into the bed, and then I always remove the jacks off the side of the the camper so that they don't get hung up on something. Most people do that, I think, too. But um, and uh, so that whole process to rig it up and make sure it's all good and plug it in and all that takes about an hour. And, um, but then after that, it only takes like a few minutes when you show up somewhere and you're ready to go to sleep, pull over on the, at a rest stop and you undo two, four, six clips. And it's then a you, pop up. Yeah. It's a pop up. Yeah. And then you push the roof up and it locks in place and turn mm-hmm. on the lights and it's self-sustaining. Take me a minute and a half. You timed it. That's yeah. awesome. It's pretty great. And you can, with thin pillows, you can close the upper sleep section with it. But otherwise, I would just throw my pillow down yeah. on the dining area. So when I get there, all my all my sheets and my blanket was up yeah. there and working. And then yeah. throw the pillow up there. And uh, it had a dining table and stove and running water and a commode and yeah. inside and outside shower and all those things, which were pretty great. Uh and, uh, and so I spent a lot of time on the road with that thing. And then I, um, I also spent about a week in Colorado, uh, hunting elk and living out of that as a base camp, which was pretty great. And, uh, so I have a big affinity for that How as a long term deal, yeah. similar to what you were doing. I wouldn't do it with a wife and two dogs for five months. Well, maybe, I don't know. How was it in that cold weather hunting elk? Fine. Oh, great. It's fine. Very yeah. well, it's good. It's it, got a heater and everything. Or? Yeah, it has a heater, and we have an option on it with it's got a thermal blanket thing on the inside because it's got it's got that it's got whatever, canvas, canvas where it pops up, yeah. and so that canvas we've got a thermal blanket deal, and the heater works great. And you know if it gets cold, I never had a sleeping bag, but I should have just had a sleeping bag that would have helped. Uh, but I would just sleep underneath like a down blanket. Price wise, what are those? What are those things like? Um, I think the mo- the four wheel camper models are fully loaded, are in like the forty five to fifty grand, and I think the base on this size is like nineteen. I think I think you can get one starting at sixteen thousand dollars or something, and it's just a shell, but it has the pop up. And so some people on the DIY, you have your bed, you can go and pop it up, and then you have this big storage area for gear and whatever else you want to. Um, or you can build it out how you want it. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. They have some that are campers, you know, where it's really more of a shell camper. So the bed of your truck is exposed and then the top will pop open and four wheel camper makes those go fast camper makes them. Uh, there's a company called uh, super 80 or something that's doing them too. super Pacific that's mm-hmm. building them. And those are, those are interesting. And I've looked at those, um, I don't like having a hard shell over my pickup bed though, because to me it's limiting. I can't use a forklift to load a pallet. I can't 
Wait, these tall, are campers big, that tall go things. on top of the hard. Yeah, like picture a Lear, like a hard camper. Yeah. But it extends out over the cab over the a little cab, bit, potentially. Yeah. Or uh, not. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, of them yeah, do, yeah, some yeah. of them don't. Yeah. And then, and then they have that clamshell that'll pop open, and you've got like a mattress that you can have up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like having the soft topper camper. So when the truck camper's not in there, I've got that soft topper tanu uh, that provides some weather protection for the truck bed. But I can also, within like a you few fold seconds, it, fold, fold it, it out of the yeah. way, and I've got my bed fully open and exposed which is really nice yeah i've been debating on getting a hard topper for my truck for those cases but i would only like it if it was super easily movable because well, that's would the be problem nice. you still got to take it off you got to store a six and a half foot by yeah by, but it, i think it'd be nice for like those backcountry you know those those hunts and of course i have no experience but i know a lot of guys do yeah where those hard camper shells i mean that's just with the truck bed you know toppers is just like if you're if you don't mind roughing it, I mean roughing it, quote yeah. unquote. Uh, when it comes to car camping, I mean, dude, better your truck is. No, it's great, and shit. and 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 that was probably my my sort of first experience in truck camping was Gunnison and I would go hunting, and I didn't want to <clears throat> bring tents and stuff, and we would just take our roll pads in our sleeping bag and throw it in the bed of the truck. We have the soft topper cover. So if it was nice out, that we works could leave most it open. Of the time, especially here in Texas. Yeah. If it was nice out, we could leave it open. And mm -hmm. if it was cold, which most of the time it is when we're in it, we just close it up and it's fine. You could put a little portable heater in there if you wanted to. We never did. We were just in the sleeping bag. So we pretended it was a tent. Um, but yeah, those four wheel campers, uh, you can get all sorts of levels of builds and everything. And guys have them on, Tacoma trucks and right. you know short beds and long beds and all that sort of a thing, uh, and so really being on the road, it's nice because you can have your computer and plug it in and have lights and have you know, cook a meal on the stove and you can yeah you can be I mean I remember there were a lot of times when I when I'd get up in the morning and I'd work for three hours in a truck stop parking lot you know and who knows I could have walked outside and there been mountains there or could have. <laughs> Or there's, or there's just a bunch of diesel trucks purring through the night, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, some characters out there. Some characters for sure. Oh, yeah. But then I've also, uh, you know, woken up to some amazing places, which right. is pretty yeah. nice. It is fun to go to sleep, get to a place that you have no idea where you're at. It's just dark. And, and then, then you wake, wake up, up and yeah. you're just like in the yeah. middle of mm -hmm. the most magnificent view. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. There is... Um, you know, there's the argument though that you feel like you put something in your the bed of your truck like a truck camper, and you have no space to haul anything because of the bed of your truck being filled. Yeah, up. I can um, tell you what you need. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. But, but, but in all honesty, like that changes yeah. changes that pricks that argument right there. Yeah, just having a the, kind of the back porch. Yeah, having the back meal porch on yeah. there. Yeah. What? So, so you sort of grew up. Tent camping? Yeah, yeah. I mean, tent camping, cot camping. Yeah. I, I remember... Uh, Keeping it all natural. Yeah. I remember a lot of birthdays for some reason where let's get the 12-person tent out. And, Heck, yeah. And, which is pretty awesome as a kid. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ten of your buddies in an enormous tent. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 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 In the middle... Oh, no. Not necessarily. And kind of in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Camp out. Yeah. Yeah. The so, amount of times that we just found ourselves back in the house. Back uh, in the house at <laughs> midnight. 
Someone heard something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was kind of my experience with that. I, mean, I grew up on a lot of property and was able to kind of do that, play that game. Um, but then more recently this summer, I was we were running around doing the whole trade show thing um, across the country, and the uh, the truck camper that Kansas speaks of was was uh, my home base for gosh, I mean easily thirty nights. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, but it is great to be able to pull over in, in a truck stop and still feel like you're you've got some privacy. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like it better than being in a hotel personally because it has a familiarity. You're not, you can stop wherever, literally wherever you want to. Yeah. You, so you can sort of drive a distance and like keep pushing yourself. You're not like, well, I got to, I got to call ahead to a hotel and see if they got a spot and I'm yeah. trying to check prices on stuff. And then I got to go in and check in and bright lights and carry my bag in and listen to people slam the doors. It's like, it's faster too, but for me, if you're on a major highway, there's those truck stops every yeah what, ten miles, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, rest stops, yeah, mm-hmm. rest stops. You, which honestly, on our little summer trip, we only stayed in like two. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's especially especially in those western states. Yeah, there's oh, a ton of public land. Yeah, you just I mean, pull just, off to the BLM. You look at Onyx or something, and you'd be like, oh shoot. Gosh, you get to Nevada and we're BLM. We've been in BLM for the last three hours. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. You just pull off and I have a funny story about being in Nevada. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, but late night pull over. I mean, I was already in public land, so I just pull over. But I could tell it was in the middle of nowhere for sure. Um, very dark out and uh pull off into this dirt road and get out. Real quickly setting up the four wheel camper. I'm hauling a trailer too, which is, you know, took some time to, to pull in, but I hear some footsteps, you know, I kind of out in the dark, no. you know, as, as far as I could see. And I'm just like, ah, man, I mean, Uh-oh. you know, I'm not, I'm just, oh, whatever, you know, let me get this set up and get inside and get it set up real quick, get in the camper. And have I told you this? No. Those footsteps are getting closer, and and now I'm starting to be like, all right, what what's going to happen here? Am I going to have to, you know, fight or flight, fight or flight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I going to have to? Luckily, I had a knife. With, <laughs> I had a lot. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> what state were you in? A big knife. Yeah, no, <laughs> like that out. But so I felt whatever. But next thing you know, this thing is right. Whatever it is, is right next to the camper. And, oh, you're inside it, but you can just hear the. Yeah, footsteps. I can hear it right outside. And man, this thing it just starts screaming at the top of its lungs. Screaming, screaming. I can't can even you, really explain wait, what you, kind of. Yeah. Can no. you show us? Well, if I if I show you, it's gonna give away what it was. But I mean, it's just guttural screaming, but a familiar scream, and I'm like, that's that's a donkey. No, <laughs> for sure. There's about four wild donkeys oh, no, outside of awesome. the outside of the rig just. So pissed that I was there. Yeah, they were like, you are yeah, in just, our spot. But it was, it, that makes it seem cute. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were what I think it was is that big pack mule <laughs> logo on the side of this trailer, and they were pissed about it. Dude, they <laughs> big thought, old donkey head. They thought the donkey head. Yeah. Holy cow. 
Yeah, I they were trying to free. They thought a bunch of donkeys were in there. They were trying yeah. to free them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're that's going. awesome. Save the day. But the public land thing is awesome. Being able to, I mean, almost as soon as you leave. Yeah, as soon as you leave, as Texas, as you leave Texas, going going yeah. west. Yeah. Oh yeah. Colorado or New Mexico, either one of those, and then north or west from there. Yeah. It's there's so much public land and. Yeah. Uh, the amount of different random places that I've stayed and then gotten up in the morning, like you say, you wake up and you realize where you are and then go for a walk or mm-hmm. yeah. just kind of explore and sit out there and watch the sunrise is pretty incredible. Yeah, um, make some coffee. So good. And yeah. uh, it's such a gift, public land, you know, and, and growing up in Texas, I had no idea, like probably until, until sometime in launching pack mule and then driving around all over the place is when I figured out about public land and being able to pull over. And, uh, I was like, man, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. You know? Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. I did pull over one time though on the way out of town and I was in Texas, so not public land, but, uh, I was in like Amarillo Lubbock area and there were a bunch of, you know, farm fields or cotton fields or something and wind turbines everywhere. And there was a really wide dirt road. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And I just pulled down this dirt road and uh, and uh, got to a point where I felt like I wasn't on the main piece of it. And I was out of the way so cars could come past, pull on the trailer and everything, yeah. you know, and climbed to the back of the four-wheel camper. And uh, when I woke up in the morning, there was a house that you could see, I don't know, maybe 500 yards away or something, like obviously the farmhouse for all of this land. And uh, so I'm getting coffee going, and then I can hear a vehicle driving down the gravel road coming from behind the trailer. So I can't see it until, you know, I've got my, the window on the camper down. So I can see out, but they can't really see in. And it's a police officer, and they, like, stops. <laughs> I'm like, well, all right. So I'm, like, pulling my pants on and stuff. <laughs> like, I'll probably have to get out. And it, he, they must have run the plates and saw pack mule all over it and realized it's a company and – probably just some bum that was exhausted from driving through the night and they just drove off. Yeah. Didn't even knock on the door or anything. Huh? Uh, no strip search, which was good. Yeah. Dang it. That's good. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, but what do you think about the camper versus like car camping in the mattress? I mean, they're two different styles, right? So yeah. Truck campers, a a more official kind of a deal. Yeah. Two different styles and two different, you know, um, I mean, one, like you said, is upwards of yeah. 40 grand and the other is maybe two. Yeah. You know? 200. Yeah. For, um, or it's like 400 bucks yeah, for a mattress. Bucks for mattress yeah. And yeah. Right. If you have a, a car, uh, I mean, if I have to, if I have to choose one for myself, it's the car camping just because it's so easy and it's cheaper and. You know, like I said, cot is my would be my choice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think for for starting, yeah, you know, cot and or ground tent, and if you like that and you're doing it more, or but you could also still start in your car depending on the type of vehicle you have just by getting the mattress, you know, and then and that's pretty flexible. Yeah, I love the I love either the tent or the car mattress because of how quick and easy it is. And mm-hmm. I can be loaded up and out of town in a couple hours. Like sure. Everything that I need. And um, where the truck campers, you know, I got to check the water level and all that stuff. If I'm living on the road for a week or more and there's not some break in between and I 
you know, I need some work and stuff. The truck camper for sure. Totally. Yeah. And also if you're at base camp and you know, yeah. And winter, obviously. Yeah. And we, you've seen a bunch of the country too. I've seen a bunch of the country through that Ram truck windshield with the camper behind it. And I, uh, I still desire to have that camper in the back and to really go do some exploring that's not obligated to other stuff oh, that yeah. I can really just be in a place Focus and explore it and see it and enjoy it. I want to go down to Baja and see all that stuff. And, uh, shout out Drew Martin and, uh, Trey Palrero with the, uh, Texas Raptor run too. Yeah. And, that's uh, your buddy here, huh? And Hudson hall. Yeah. 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 And uh, awesome dudes. And Greg Boydson goes down there all the time with Drew Martin to yeah. photograph stuff and have a big time. And and uh, Basil's down there. Basil opened up his garage in, in uh, San Diego. Basil's garage. He outfits Riggs. He just did Greg's. Yep, he just did Greg's. And then... Uh, Greg's and, is sick. Yeah. And his, his camper, like yeah, the, custom, the yeah. custom bed. Yeah, that thing's yeah. sick. Yeah, and that's the other thing is, you know, with these guys with these truck campers, they those... They're living out of them. Well, I was going to say that those they stay in that truck, right? Yeah, Greg, yeah. that's his. He parks that in the driveway. That's not his daily driver. Yeah, and it stays there. And then on the weekends, he takes that and goes to go yeah. do fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, you know, we we just talked about how long it takes to put that. Most yeah. of the time, they're just staying in there. Yeah, for him, it's always set up. He just fires up the ignition and takes off. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Just depends. I think it just totally depends on. Totally depends. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way to do it. There's what you want and what you have and what you can do and what you can't. Yeah. yeah what's easiest? You know, that's what yeah, I'll might, argue. If you it's might easy value for you, then... comfort over the ability to leave quickly. Yeah. So, you might value a bigger setup, or you might value. You might not care as much about, quote unquote, comfort, and you might be cool with just. Yeah. Caught on the ground. Yep. You know. All come with different experiences. Yeah, there's a lot of trial and error too. That yes, there is. Right, Kansas Absolutely. been through been through a lot of the you know went to the rooftop and yeah, learned that's not his preference. Yep, got to where he is. Yeah, totally. I don't know. You know, I think about that and I think back to our trip, and I'm trying to think if if I would have done it any differently, and I don't think that. I don't think I would have because I think we had a goal and I think we accomplished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get off, get off the beaten path, and sure, we could have done it different ways, but yeah, could have done it cheaper. We could have done it smaller. We could have done it, you know, different. Yeah, ton of different ways, but you know, we wanted to do it a certain way, and that's what worked best for us. Yeah, lots of ways to do it. Uh, If you guys, uh, you know prefer a way talking to our listeners if you guys you know have a preference yeah have a preference or like to do a certain way we'd love to hear about it yeah um no. we also if you've got pro tips or anything uh you know we want to we want to help people get started uh with all this getting outside and we don't want it to be overwhelming and so if you've got some pro tips or tricks that we can share with our audience uh Send them in to info at packmule.com. Um, any images or anything you've got. Or give us a ring uh, here at the office, and um, we'd love to chat and learn more about it from you. And um, and if we can, maybe even share it with our audience to let other people know. Because if, if we can educate people and make it easier for them, 
by by breaking uh, the hurdles that you know sort of mentally prevent people from getting started, then we get more people outside, healthier people, happier people, and and uh, that's what's most important. Get out there and have fun and make memories. That's the right. goal. Until next time. Until next time. See you guys.